hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 190-4, live from CS. Uh, Stephen, another big day on the show floor. Lots to talk about. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, same here, Trevor. It's been a busy day. How's your day gone? We've sort of we. What the blokes do is we go our separate ways. We, Just for anyone that's listening that thinks we do everything together. That's right. Yes, we're not married or anything, so we we all go. Our if we were, ways. we wouldn't do everything together. Absolutely. <laughs> we we do sort of explore different halls and yeah. and that's for the you know because we have our own schedules and we're we're writing our own stories, but. Uh, that's just the nature of the show. It's so big, you can't. You, so you really you, need to have. Where a, did you go this morning? I went to first of all to the South Hall. Uh, the it's a two-level hall. Uh, spent Start downstairs because I was upstairs in the I South was, Hall most of the upstairs. morning. I was upstairs as well, so we might have bumped into each other. But no, it's been an interesting day. All right, two blokes talking tech. Let's kick it off with um, Belkin Wemo. Now, you, I was I was there yesterday. You had a look today. Um, and I, I'm a massive fan of the Belkin Wemo product range. Um, it's been one of those frustrating ones because they've had they announced new things last year, which we didn't get in Australia until even recently. But it, it feels like it's really going to take some strength in 2015. So this is the home automation style stuff. I've got the light switches and the, and the switches at home. So right here in Vegas, I can open up my phone and see what um, uh, what lights are on and things like that. So it's excellent for that. But they've introduced a, a range of new things, um, sensors for rooms, uh, little key fobs for, for your kids or your bags, whatever you want. The one that I like is the door sensors. Or it could be any door. It could be a window. It could be even a jewellery box, perhaps. But basically, it knows whether it's open or shut. Now, that sounds silly and simple, but with that, it can act as a trigger. So if the door is opened, turn on a light. So those things are very cool. People have to, uh, w- w- with these products, and you're right, there's, there's a couple more. There's a room motion sensor, and there's also an alarm sensor. So it, it, it's an alarm for an alarm, if you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, so just to explain that, you've got your smoke detector on the roof, yes. and you put the little Wemo alarm sensor next to it, and if the smoke detector goes off, the Wemo goes, holy crap, what's that noise? And it, and it does whatever you, action you, perf- you perform. It'll send you an alert on your phone or whatever it might That's be. That's right. But uh, the... What with with these devices, and the good thing is that they work with all the existing uh, Wemo products, like the light switches, like we, we've both got, like the, uh, uh, the the switch, the plane switches that you plug in as well. Uh, the I, I was actually lucky enough to meet Chet Pipkin on the stand today. Who, yeah, I saw him yesterday as well. Who founded yeah. uh, Belkin, and his son actually gave me the overview of the products, yeah. which was uh, good to see. Keeping it in the family there, but uh, I think that. The, the whole point of Wemo is you can use one of them or all of them. That's the good thing about it. And with what, what they call recipes, now we're not talking cooking here. We're talking the if this, then that, which is I-F-T-T-T. Uh, these things can be then organized. to So if something happens, you can take an action. What I like too is they've got a new product called the Wemo Maker. So you can actually specify based on low voltage products like a sprinkler system or pool filter, things like that, you can uh, turn those products into smart products. The, The great example they gave was that you could attach a sprinkler system to the Wemo Maker and 
through an IFTTT recipe, which the internet always knows when it's raining. You can tell this your sprinkler not to turn on if it's raining. Yeah, very simple. And the one I'd give you is so, so the Wemo Maker is basically a Wemo box without any any branding, any thoughts in it to where it will end up, and it's it's essentially a circuit breaker. Um, so if you imagine, my use is going to be my garage door. So a garage door, there's always two button, two um, uh, circuits, just screws on your garage door opener. Which if you if you link them together, your garage door will open. And what you do is you put that. If I put that through the Wemo Maker. The Wemo Maker is closed, but then by pressing the button on my smartphone or through an action of a recipe, garage door opens. So it's anything. Basically, if you think about anything that is always on, so something you don't flick the switch on, but you you wish you could turn on and off remotely or do anything with, the Wemo Maker could be that. It's very cool. It is. It is interesting too because Wemo. I think three years ago I wrote about Wemo for the first time. And it's interesting now that with the Internet of Things, suddenly everyone's discovered the Internet of Things, mm. that Wemo are still at it. They're still going strong. And companies now like Samsung, which we'll talk about in a moment, are now into it as yeah, well. It's, it's a big highlight. It's a headline act in their Absolutely. booth. Absolutely. But uh, the, the thing that, that with, with Wemo is that with, with their ecosystem of products, and it's all controlled through the app, by the way. They've got a really good app that controls all this. Mm. So it's just a matter of... of Thinking about the possibilities, well, one possibility that I like too is the um, the keychain sensor. So ideal to give it to one of your children. Say you've got a school-aged child that you know they're going to be home at a certain time, that once their sensor comes into the house, it, it activates, you'll get an alert or you, you could set it so that the lights come on or the TV won't turn on, all these things that can be arranged. It's just a matter of us imagining. And having the imagination to think of them. And that sensor also has in it a button. So you can actually use that, that uh, keychain fob as something for the kids to turn yeah. something on. So yeah, you can have a send message or something like that. To I'm home, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So it's a very powerful system. We've talked about it a lot before, and I, I am a big fan of it. Um, and the, the evolution of it is going to be great. Um, and they've also got coming, and we don't know yet whether it's going to come to Australia, but the light strips. You know, we talked about the Philips Hue stuff yeah. before. They've basically got those, those light strips coming as well. So there's a huge expansion of the Wemo ecosystem through partnerships with people like Clipsal and, and, and others. So very exciting stuff from Belkin and, and, a, and a very interesting uh, look forward ahead for them. Uh, two blokes talking tech here live from CES. Now, I know drones are a major, major product here at CES. Uh, and us, as I mentioned yesterday, both being drone pilots, we, we do love a drone. <laughs> there are so many here at the show. Uh, one that caught my eye, and you're going to talk about a few others as well. One that caught my eye was the Hexo Plus. Now, this uh, actually wasn't far from the DJI uh, stand in the South Hall, uh, which is the DJI Phantom that we, we both fly at home. But this is a, a drone with a difference. Now, traditionally with a drone, we, we get our remote controls and we get our display uh, to pilot the drone. With the Hexo Plus, it's actually pre-programmed. It's self-driven drone to shoot, mainly to shoot video so that there are sensors on board so we could, it'll always put you or the subject in the middle of the frame. You can program through an app on your smartphone the action you want the drone to take, whether it's a, a flying selfie or a panning shot or an over-the-top. All these things are just simply ticked off 
and then the drone takes flight. Once completed, it then comes back and lands at your feet again. Remarkable so, product. So what, what it is, is it's, it's, as you say, it's all pre-programmed actions built around your smartphone. You, because your smartphone has GPS, it's able to, I don't know where the intern went to get food, but there's a cafe just here. Um, the, it was obviously closed. Um, the, uh, the, because the GPS is in your smartphone, if you say follow me, so that's one of the options is follow me, it, and then you, you, that, so you choose that as the action, then you say launch, it takes off. And then you could be walking down a hill, riding a bike, whatever it is, and the and the camera on the drone follows you. You've got so many options. This imagine will this will be quite. Like, right, I know you're a big snowboarding fan, Trip. So imagine you on your snowboard. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Imagine you the, the the hexo following you on the snowboard, or you're out in the surf, or. No, no, but seriously, in, in a car. So, for example, a car is a great, yeah, great exactly. thing to film, but you know, you need two people if you're going to control yeah. it. So, yeah. I could set it, and it would follow me in a car. And it's now, interesting too because you know the DJI Inspire One, which mm. is the latest from the yeah. latest Phantom uh, drone. That is sold as a feature that it can be driven, flown by two people. Right. So, one person flying the drone, one the other person on the camera. The camera. Yeah. So, with the Hexo Plus. It's set and forget, and then it's uh, all done automatically. So um, it's a great product. I look forward to seeing it. The um, the one I saw, which I wanted to point out, and I know you've, you've had a look at it as well, is the um, it's from AEE Aerial Photography. It's called the Torok AP10. Now it's a look. It's not a great looking thing, but it's um it's a little bit more phantom like. It's about six ninety nine US dollars. So let's assume it's I don't know eight hundred or so Australian at best. But this is um it's got a camera built into it. Um, it has a, a standard style remote control controller, but you use your smartphone as the as the view. It's kind of like yeah, the, the Phantom 2 Vision. Like, like, yeah, so this one, though, will be available in Dick Smith at the end of this month. So, like, I've spoken to at least 10 different drone companies. Most of them are going, oh, would you like to be our distributor? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I say the same thing. So, it's, I feel really bad for some of, the, some of the exhibitors here. You say, oh, what's happening here? And they go, oh, da, da, da. And you say, have you got anyone in Australia? And you go, oh, would you like to be our distributor? <laughs> I'm like, no, actually. Yeah, um, been there. So this was interesting to me because I don't know whether she should have said it, but anyway, Dick Smith are going to sell this thing and possibly by the end of the month. So we don't know price point, but definitely sub $1,000. It's, the drone has become a consumer product now. I know that was popular over Christmas. I'll, I'll spend some time in the next 24 hours, but hopefully on EFTM in the next 24 hours, I'll have a, a full list of all the drones I've seen, not in great detail, but just to paint the picture that there are heaps of them. There's a, there's a company in Wales that is part owned by an Aussie family, um, little handheld one, which is basically a you know selfie drone. It just flies off, you know, uh, and it's tiny. Um, that will be in Australia as well. So we are going to see these things. This is going to be big. I talked about it yesterday. There is lots of them here, and importantly, they are coming to Australia. That was that was the kind of point I wanted South to make. South Hall. They're going to rename the Drone Hall next year, I think. Yeah. What do you reckon? Well, they, they might have to. They, you know what they'll have to do? They'll, the number of stands that have to have those buddy nets because yeah. they, they can't fly them out in the open. They've got to have nets around them. A couple of blokes there, I was talking to them, they nearly smashed into the nets. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be the, the drone net haul for next year. All right, that's, uh, that's a couple of drones. And as I said, I've got a million others that I've looked at, but um, we'll get to those uh, a little bit later on the website. Stephen, two blokes talking tech. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear. Now, I was all, in the South Hall, I did come across another wearable device, but this is a wearable device with a difference. This is called the Alert Band. And what it is, it's an anti-fatigue brainwave detector. So when you're driving, how many people, you, you, you hear drivers that are fatigued and they fall asleep at the wheel and uh, cause accidents. What this does, it actually detects the, your brainwave. It can read your brainwaves when it feels like you're getting drowsy and can then give you uh, an alert to, to, give, to wake you up. To like something. an electric shock. Well, 
Put the defrib on. Well, <laughs> but it's sort of the, you wear a sensor on your forehead, and it can detect fatigue up to five minutes before the driver would fall asleep. So it could tell you ahead of time that you know you're, you're about to enter a state now where you're going to get drowsy and you may fall asleep. So uh, you know, I think. For the sake of looking like a goose behind the wheel with a headband on and a sensor, it could save your life. Well, that's interesting. Let me um, segue from that before I go into um, other things. I had a, like one of those silly headband things on today. I, I, I used mind silly control. Head, silly headband. Well, mate, you do look pretty silly. I used mind yeah. control yep. to control a remote control car. But your wife does that without a headband, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm waiting for the intern to go down to Stuart Hall, South Hall yeah. 2 to uh, do the mind control because I don't think he can beat it me. What's called? Wife? Is that what it's called? <laughs> What's it called? I don't know what it's called. It's um, it's a it's like a conglomerate trying to you know prove the technology of Minecraft. But it's unbelievable, mate. You stand there, you put this thing on, and then you do a test on the computer to, to train it. Because the idea is all you need to think about is moving the car forward. So they say, okay, just relax, and you relax, and it it, no, it learns your relaxed state, and then you think about the car moving forward. It learns that state. Yep. Then they start the race, and the car literally moves with my mind power. Wow. It was. It was awesome. What about, I, I can Smash the bike next to me too. At, at CES, I'm talking five or six years ago, there was a toy they had, which was the Jedi mind control toy. Jedi, was, you're there. I was straight there, exactly. But it was the same principle where, yeah, it was only a little foam ball that you had to sort of get up through a tube yeah. or whatever. But it was, I did wear the stupid headband and it did look like I had the force. South Hall may be far away, but I'm going to go there every day to check my record because, mate, 25 seconds, I smashed it just quietly. <laughs> what, about you, what about if you have a dirty thought? What happens if some good sort... move, mate. What about if a girl walks past well, and it doesn't happen here, does it? Well, what, like, what happens then? That's exactly the point. You've got to focus. Right. You've got to, mate, the blokes that work there, they do it in three seconds. They move this car in three yeah. seconds because they know exactly how to do it. And it is literally... Um, it's focus. You've just got to go, right, make it move, make it move. What and that's what you think Let me ask you this now. What about, can you make it go backwards? Well, that's that's not programmed into the test. But yes, they would be able to... So, so it's basically he was can detect me. any kind of brainwave and it'll move it forward. I said, with respect, mate, why? He goes, wheelchairs. So with, yeah. with people who are you know severely disabled, they can have this, this thing on their head and they can literally move the wheelchair. Wow. And that, that to me, is that just is staggering. Terrific, terrific application, yes. All right, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 190. The fourth um, fourth episode here from live from CES. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And let me tell you, Stephen's going to check it out tomorrow. And we'll talk in great detail tomorrow about the Arlo range of smart home cameras that are coming to Australia later this year, in, hopefully in the first quarter, around March. Smart home is the way to go. And uh, when you're going to have anything in your, in your home, whether it's the Belkin Williams we were talking about or the Arlo's, the Wi-Fi network is crucial. Have a look at the Netgear range of Wi-Fi routers like the Nighthawk, the Nighthawk X6, and remember that your network is only as fast as the slowest device on it. So if you've got some simple sensor or an old device sitting on your Wi-Fi network, it's slowing everything else down. But with a dual band or tri-band router, you'll get quality speeds across the network to all your devices like gaming and mobile phones. Check out the Netgear range of Nighthawk routers at netgear.com. Now, Steve and I was upstairs in the South Hall and saw the people at Garmin, uh, Matt and the team there. Um, the Phoenix, I think you might remember, we were both at the launch of the Phoenix a couple of years ago. I, I, I dispute that, Trevor. I think it's called Phoenix. <laughs> well, just, just, just for the purpose of the poor people listening who might actually... Lawsuit. Lawsuit. There will be a lawsuit, I think. It's, it's spelt stupidly. You know my fair... I'm a big... F-E-N-I-X. Yeah. Let me say that. Phoenix. Fen- yeah, okay. Hello. So anyway, the Phoenix. So you remember being at the launch of the Phoenix, right? Um, adventurers using this thing. It was I remember a- it well because I won the prize. 
I won all the mate, Garmin products. What about you? Just you're hung up on prizes, mate. I'm if I mention LG and TVs, well, what's the first thing you mention? Me I'm winning an awesome television, well, thanks to you. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, getting back to the Phoenix, this yes. is the um, what they call the ABC's Altitude Barometer Compass. It's all yeah. built into it. It's a really rugged watch for people who are adventurers. Like GPS. Yourself, mate. Oh, mate, I'm, I use it all, all the time. <laughs> um, the Phoenix 2 was actually very popular in Australia. Mm. Um, the Phoenix 3 is, mate, it is a beautiful looking watch. They've got several versions with, uh, you know, with rubber bands uh, around the wrist as well as a stainless steel. Yeah. Um, they've How got one with a sapphire. Size-wise, so it's huge, mate. It's, it's like massive, you, you know my G-Shock. It's it's a yeah, big watch. That. That's as big as my head. That watch. Look at the size of it, mate. When you want full outdoor activity, the yeah. the Phoenix is the go. So what's so interesting what's the here is through this one, you got the G. This is the G-Shock, all right? This the, G, the G-Shock's G-Shock. only that that tells the time, right? And okay. it will it, it'll change mate, the time based on where I am in the world. Watch to tell the time. Is that all you yeah. use? Well, it so surely can do more than that. Let me give you this then. So I said to Matt, I said, mate, how much is this going to be? And he looked at me. You know when you talk to these people about price and they go. Oh, I don't really want to tell you. He said, mate, it's going to be a premium price. I said, hit me. He said, six ninety nine. I said, I said, hang on a minute. Oh, a Rolex for that much. I said, champion, this is twelve hundred, right? Really? So this That's is a twelve hundred dollar watch. Yeah, people, you don't appreciate that watches are. Just, just for the record, I'm wearing a long jeans, which is up there as well. Just, <laughs> just so you know, just so you know. All right. I went to the Casio stand today, and this watch is there's like six of these watches there, and security guards. I had to go up to them and say, listen, I'm, I was wearing this when I walked in. Anyway, tape, getting back to the Phoenix. So Matt was saying that you know they, they, they're going to really target this as a smartwatch because this now the Phoenix now has all the notifications from your smartphone. Of course. And so they've added iOS in. as well. Correct. Uh-huh. So they've added in, as well as being that huge thing, they've, they've added in all of it. So it's basically the original Phoenix plus all of the Garmin um, sports watches. So running, triathlon, all, swimming, everything's in there. Plus now it's got notifications. Mate, for six ninety nine, that is actually a bloody good deal because... So it's, a, it's a sport smartwatch. It's a small, sport, sport smart... Yeah, I nearly come up with a new word there, didn't I? But... Mate, that is going to be a cracker for people who, you know, you've obviously got to have 700 bucks, but yeah. but as a smartwatch, and, and the thing is, and I was saying to him, look, there's things that other smartwatches do that that doesn't, but there's a lot that that does that other smartwatches don't. Do you know what? With, with, in all seriousness, there, there are people, who are customers who have will not bat an eyelid to spend a bit of money on a good watch. I, I, mate, I said that to him. I said, yeah. I think you're underplaying the fact that people are spending good money yeah. on things. I, I said this to uh, to um, uh, Patrick and, and Heidi, the team at Netgear earlier. We're talking about the the products and how they might be priced, the the Arlos. And you know, Brad from Netgear was a little bit, oh, you know, a bit hesitant on the price. I said, mate, you've got to remember that you know, home security is important to people. Absolutely. They will spend money. Absolutely, but I, no, I don't but, know what it says about the economy, yeah. but people are spending money. In the in the case of the watch here, like you, you think a product like that is something that it's it's like your phone. You're married to it. It's with you all yeah. the time. So people are willing to spend a bit of money on a decent product, and that looks like being one of them. By the way, did you see my, did you see my tweet while we're talking watches? Did you see this one? Just like, yeah, I did, yeah. It's an absolute iPhone. I mean, I've, I, I, I don't want um, to break it. South Hall as well? Yeah, I don't want to break it to the team, but I've sent their details to Apple um, because they, <laughs> <laughs> they might be interested. Expect a phone call. New exclusive design. It, it's an Apple watch. <laughs> like, like it's got the, the, the dial on the, the crown on the side and everything. Put it um, this way, I think if you if they were in a police lineup, you couldn't tell them apart. It, it would be a struggle <laughs> up front. Obviously, that they're not the details not there. But you know, the first one wow. that's already already working is an Android one. And the but have a look at the operating system. It's it's Fenicum, Apple's little circles and everything. It's unbelievable. I've written a full story about it and photos at eftm.com.au. And uh, as I said in my in in my note at eftm, available exclusively in cheap market stores in China 
and nowhere else in the world, most likely. Yeah. Uh, the company will be owned by Apple in the next three <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yeah. All right, Stephen, you went on a booth tour, as we call it, uh, with um, with Samsung. Samsung. Yes, I did. Yes, uh, Samsung. Uh, uh, the had a th- tour through their their main their top line products. Obviously, the TVs. We we had a look at the uh, the SUHD and S. By the way, doesn't stand for anything. It's the same S they use in Galaxy. Are you Fire saying the intern S. was wrong? Yes, I am. It's it's like the Galaxy Tab S, the Galaxy Five S. S stands for you know it's premium. It means okay. it's the best. Okay, okay. That's their explanation, just to get that out of the way. But we did have a look at um, the the SUHD range, and I, and I had a chat to Phil Newton, who's their um, consumer CE manager there at Samsung, and he was saying that I said, look, I asked the question, look, OLED. You know, SUHD. His answer to that was, look, you know, SUHD is a lot cheaper to produce. Uh, the yield rate is a lot higher. In other words, the the number of panels that come off the off the line uh, that work are very very high. So he says that being able to get that kind of quality at that kind of production cost, and they're not going to be offered at a premium. They're going to just replace what whatever was right. top of the line before. So they're not. They're, this is an excuse to charge customers more money for a better quality TV. It's just going to come the new top product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we did we did have a good look at the TVs on display. They did have a conventional TV right next to an SUHD TV, and you did notice the brightness differences. You did notice what they call an improvement in the color expression. Oh, I've had times better. I've always thought my TV doesn't express its colours very well. Well, this one did it very well. Do I need to sit down with it and have a talk about emotions and expression? (laughs) Well, they were talking about uh, colour expression, and yes, you you could see the difference. They had an interesting setup on the booth where they actually had an SUHD TV in the middle surrounded by these other technologies, OLED, wide LED, all these different enhanced technologies, and of course... The SUHD looked there, although it and the OLED, I think, were on par. Yeah. You know, so it was it was pretty close. But uh, no, the 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 thing with them too, they also showed us the the Tizen operating system. Tizen, Tizen, how are we going to pronounce that? Tizen, we're going to agree on. Is it Tizen? up to us? Oh, well, I think just between you. I would have said Tizen. Yeah, well, Tizen is how he was saying it, so I'm going to stick with that. Tizen. We can go with what he said. I think if you when you spell the word, say the word citizen, you don't say Citizen, do you? So Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. We're not. We don't want to make this a podcast about phonetics. Okay, let's talk. Companies about make shit up. Let's not that's get right. ourselves. Yes, but anyway, Tizen, Tizen, however you want to say it. Hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Tell us what you think. How it should be pronounced. But what I like too, the Tizen operating system uh, offers all these extra opportunities, and one of them is a thing called Sports Live. Did you say Tizen? Didn't we say Tizen? Tizen, whatever. Mind you, you know that operating system they use. The Samsung operating system. Samsung. We may as well just call it the Samsung. It's not like everyone else is using it. Okay. Well, to the the Samsung slash Tizen operating system sports live is an interesting new feature where it can actually use the metadata from the broadcast say you're watching the rabbitos winning another game again right and you can see all of this information like stats of each team each player you can actually overlay that information from the tv not from the broadcaster that's your decision to overlay those stats on the screen it's already it started was created for the epl the english premier league since now moved to the US where this year they're going to start using it for the NFL, uh, all the, the baseball, all the major sports here. And Samsung are also talking about trying to get it into um, into the NRL as well, NRL, AFL in Australia. Let me stop you there. When was the last time 
in the last five years you were watching a sporting event and thought, oh, they don't show enough graphics and stats? Uh, not, not often, but I didn't have the option of pressing a button to see them, though. They're on your phone, mate. Well, I couldn't be bothered getting my phone out. I want to not miss a second of the game. You with me or him, in turn? You know, I'm, I'm thinking that if there's something on the screen that I can display without missing the screen, something that overlays the screen, rather than me looking down here and I've missed a try, I wanted to see it on the screen. When was the last time you missed a try? Uh, not often, but there has been an occasion. This Welcome to the uh, base testing in the audio booths here at uh, CES Live, the uh, North Broadcast Tower. They, they Every hour and a half, they base test one of the biggest subwoofers on, in history. Uh, anything else from the Samsung yeah, booth? Very, very quickly that we had a brief look at their uh, Internet of Things setup. Now, you remember they bought a company called Smart Things? I do not. Well, they did buy a company called Smart Things. You have to take my word for it. Which is a cloud-based uh, hub for the sensors in your home. So they've got things like proximity sensors. I like having sensors. the intern here. It makes me feel like there's you know the <laughs> listeners are, are laughing as well. So if you're laughing at home, don't worry. Ziggy Zaggy, um, Ziggy Zaggy the intern's yeah. laughing as well. Moisture sensors. Uh, you, know, you can turn on lights, audio controls. Um, you could even unlock your car using your Gear Watch or your smartphone. It will all work with other smartphones as well. So whether you've got an iPhone or an other Android phone, it will also work. So. Uh, Stand by for that. We're going to be seeing a lot more. And, and, and like the Wemo we discussed earlier, it will react to things and do things for you in your home. So it'll detect where you are in your house, things like that. And uh, you'll be able to set the different... No, you sold it really well. <laughs> but no, no, it's, this, it's a similar sort of the smart yeah. hub we've been talking about. Where to be clear, it will detect things about you, about what, you, what, what you're doing, mm. and then allow you to react to that. The Samsung booth, the very centre of it, is all about the Internet of Things. That's, right. That's how important this That's is to right. them. And again, remember I mentioned the other day about Panasonic's stand only having a smaller part yeah. of it dedicated to TVs. I did notice with Samsung that as well. There was, there was still a, like a major part of it, but it wasn't as big as it, as it was in previous years because of things like the Internet of Things and even the smart appliances and all things. Mm. They were sort of taking more prominence. Fair enough. All right, that's, um, that's it from the Samsung booth tour. Now, well, the other day, we were talking about a product. And the ring. and you, I said, how could they possibly own that name? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, oh, you, you said they. they it's ring. It. No, no. The reason we said that was because on the back of it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I present to you another product called Ring. There you go. Okay. Yeah. This is a this is a door a door chime. Ah. So welcome to the world of technology. I mean, how stupid are these people? Yeah, have they, they not heard called, of Google? They should have called it the iRing. Have you ever heard of the band called Live? Band yeah, live. there's a, yeah, yeah. a band called Live. Yeah. Absolutely, I love them. They're very good. Is it live like, or live? It's live. But okay. how, I mean, th- th- this was before the age of Google, right? Impossible to find them on Google because you type live into Google, you've got nothing. So these people, you've got your little finger-controlled ring the other day yeah. on Google. Let's ring. What are you doing? Anyway, so this is actually very good. It's a, uh, it's a doorbell. You just stick it on the front of your house and connects to your Wi-Fi network, when someone rings the doorbell, it, it buzzes your phone. It just gives you a notification on your phone, and you can press the button and see who's there, yeah, no is matter this, where you are. Is this South Hall again? That is also in the South Hall, yes. Yeah, um, so that's very cool, and because it's it's no you know technology that matters in terms of location, you, you can buy them online. There's no distributors in Australia, but you could easily buy one in Australia. Now, what's, what is critical about that, again, when we talk about the Internet of Things, is there's your in, this is an Internet thing. Yes. And when the Kivo Smart Lock, for example, becomes uh, remotely accessible, I could let someone in. The door could ring. I could be here in Las Vegas. I could press it, see who it is, and open the door. Wow. 
Impressive. So I wouldn't ring, do that. But don't get your rings confused, though. Don't that's get your rings confused, people. Yes. If you want, um, you know, finger control of <laughs> stuff, that's the... Gyrobat on tech that, You can find that at techguide.com.au. <laughs> and if you want uh, a doorbell, <laughs> you'll find that later on probably somewhere. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading um, episode four here at CES Live. Day two. Day, oh, day, day two. two. Day two. And um, we've got... about to get a lift home. And, that's and, really and, nice of you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> can I just have it on the record? I'm being peer pressured. Peer pressure is what this is um, from uh, older and younger. Mate, you hire a car, you drive it, don't you? Is that the no, idea or what? Let's not get us. It's not like I'm fighting you, am I? No, nah, you're not. I'll be driving you. Absolutely. Internally, I have to sit in the back seat, which is very cramped. Yeah, shotgun. I've already got it. <laughs> 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 I was talking the other day. You're the intern. Yeah. Uh, you can listen each and every day uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and techguide.com.au. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with another show. 